Welcome to the Biblical Eldership Podcast. Dave Anderson here, back again with Matt Bowen, church planner, preacher, elder mm-hmm. at Lakewood Bible Chapel. Uh, we're talking about preaching, different aspects of preaching, and uh, we want to discuss now this topic of delivery. Yeah. Uh, what is good delivery? What is bad delivery? Right. Why does it matter? Uh, someone once asked Martin Lloyd-Jones what the difference was between teaching and preaching. And Lloyd-Jones said to him, if you need to ask me the difference between teaching and preaching, then you've never heard preaching before. Hmm. I think that ties in in some ways to uh, delivery. Because I think it is a little bit different with teaching and preaching. Uh, but talk to me about delivery. What thoughts do you have on preaching, the importance of preaching, and the delivery of a sermon? Yeah, you, you preach it like you believe it. And you better believe it if you're going to go up there and, and preach it. Uh, so I, I would totally agree with uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones. Who's, you, you have to, there, there's a difference between going into a, theological seminary and hearing a professor give a lecture on the size of Ephesus or, you know, reading mm-hmm. a commentary and having somebody read it and preaching with, I believe he, he called it unction, the mm-hmm. unction of mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. You're, you're preaching with passion. You're preaching uh, in hopes of gaining a response. You, you know, you want people to respond to what you're saying. Like, this is weighty matter. Do you understand that your everlasting soul is at stake here? We're not just doing a survey on... Like we want to get a response from you, and in it, in, to do that, you have to retain people's attention. You have to uh, have right again, as we've talked about, voice inflection. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be clear. You have to be concise, but you also have to be natural. And a part of that is just how you deliver it. You can't just go up there, as as Steve Lawson said, and be the bland leading the bland. Right. You know, you got to have some emotion. Right. You've got to have some... Sp- Speaking of yeah. Lawson, I remember one of the best things he ever said on, on delivery. Uh, I remember hearing him a couple years ago say this, but he said, the whole sermon can't be in the indicative mode. <laughs> there needs to be an imperative mode. Yeah. Uh, this, a sermon needs an, an exclamatory mode. There's a second gear, a third yeah. gear, a fourth gear that you've got to get into. Yep. Uh, you mentioned, you know, you got to believe it. I love the story of uh, philosopher uh, David Hume, who was walking to hear uh, the great uh, revivalist preacher George Whitfield preach in the open air. And someone said to Hume, well, you don't believe what he does. And Hume said, I know, but he does. <laughs> in other yeah. words... Clearly, uh, Whitfield believed what he was preaching, yeah. and uh, we need that. It's it's beyond just education of certain facts and doctrines. Yeah. You're calling people to respond and that's act right. and move, and that's different than just merely teaching. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There there should be a and and you know it's like everything else we've talked about. There has to be a good balance. So you can't always be in third right. gear, right? You know or You've got to know the the overall tone of the sermon, when to ratchet it up. Uh, you know, Alex has said there should be one big part of the sermon, at least, where you really emphasize a point, or it's mm-hmm. like the lightning or the mm-hmm. thunder comes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. You, if if you're just constantly like passionate and you know you're 
you know, your voice is high and you're, you're really pleading with people. They're it's going to exhaust them. Yeah. Like, that's like too much. They yeah. say, Oh, here he goes again. Like yeah. it's, it becomes like that. It's going to be the sermons up here and it stays up there for 40 minutes. Right. Uh, but think of, I think of the apostle Paul, he great preacher, but he pleaded with, for a response. He warned people not to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think of, of the pleading aspect. I mean, when's the last time, We've pleaded with someone. Charles Spurgeon said, I must threaten you. You shall not have such warnings as these in hell. When's the last time we've threatened someone from the pulpit? Uh, (laughs) You know, you need to do this or else. If you don't respond in a certain way, you'll perish. Right. Uh, Just a word, too, while we're talking about this for smaller churches. You may be in a small church, and the feel of it may feel like, oh, I can't really raise my voice or I can't really let loose. I would just say, go for it. Uh, ignore that and let it go. Uh, mm. It's it's probably not as intense as it feels. Right. Uh, but get into that second, third, fourth gear. Right. Yeah. And there's, there's you know, uh, it's really important to also pause uh, for, you know, let, let it sink in for people. You know, this is one of my weaknesses and still probably is to some degree, but Again, you talked earlier, we're so excited to preach this text. We've been in it all week. We just can't wait to tell people, you know, what what the Lord has showed us. And then next thing you know, the sermon's over and everybody's leaving. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's, uh, I've been counseled, listen to your sermon, which is the worst thing to do. You know, listen to yourself. And the best. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, and it's the best. It's because you hear, it's like, man, that was, I really wish that I would have gone back and just paused for three seconds, four seconds. Up there, it feels like an eternity when you're pausing a little bit. But all of these things are very important. Tone, uh, voice fluctuation, pausing. Right. Right. What about dress? This is another yeah. topic that came up. Yeah. How do um, you dress? What do you wear? Well, you know, I used to wear a sweater. You're kind of, <laughs> you're kind of a sweater guy. Well, I'll tell you this what. This is kind of your signature. It's, it's like some guys have the bow tie. Yeah. It's yeah. the Bowen sweater. I wasn't really looking for a signature. You've got uh, a look. You've wardrobe, got a certain look. Here's, I'll tell you why I do it now. <laughs> One, I think you should you know, dress uh, for the role in, in terms of you're your handling the word of God. You're, you, this is a big responsibility. Yeah, this isn't comedy hour. We're not joking around. We're not at the coffee shop down the right, street. You know, right. We're here with, with folks who, who want to know that you're taking this seriously. This is serious, yeah. Um, and so... I, typically, I, I used to preach with a jacket, jacket and tie, and then I lost the jacket. I was just wearing a button up and a tie, but then I looked like an, a waiter from the Olive Garden. So I said, "I'm not going <laughs> to." So I said, "I'm not going to do that." So what I what I did was I, I put on the sweater one day in January, and it was nice because I can move around. I move my oh. arms a lot. I try not. I don't know. I don't know what these things are doing all the time, but it was nice and freeing. And when I would wear a suit jacket, what would happen is my arms would go up like this, oh. and then they'd stay up. Oh, yeah. And then I'd look. Yeah. I remember the first time I preached here at Littleton. Um, this was, uh, I don't know, 2016 or, or 2015, the very first sermon that I preached over here. I was, I, was, I was very nervous. But I said, oh, this is Littleton Bible Chapel. You know, I got to dress up a little bit. I have my suit on here. Well, I got this suit from the men's warehouse. And it was a free suit that I got when my wife and I got married. I rented all these tucks and oh, tuxes, nice. and the guy said, "Got a freebie. You get a free suit." Well, I don't know anything about suits, 
Now this guy is like an old school Italian. He's kind of like mobster, like he's got gold rings and everything like that. Mm. So I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? So he gives me this like silver shiny. I think it had three bu- <laughs> three buttons on the front. Oh, wow. This kind of you know kind of a little bit longer suit. Yeah. And I was like whatever. And this was back in 2012. So now I'm preaching at Littleton in 2016. And I say, well, what am I going to wear? Well, I've got this suit. So I get up there, and it looks like I'm wearing my dad's suit. Just a little baggy. But it looks like my dad is an Italian mobster. <laughs> so anyway. Is there a video? Do we have a video? No, this was back when we did audio, thankfully. Oh, man. Yeah, nobody will ever know unless they have it. So what happened? Just, you look like I, a just got, I thought, man, I look like I was preaching in my dad's jacket. So I stopped doing that. And then I went through the gamut of the Olive Garden years, and then... Now I'm here in the sweater land, and I like it. You kind of like it. Did you ever do a vest? I feel like you did a vest. I didn't do a vest. I didn't do a vest. Okay. No, don't don't do me like that. I didn't do a vest. <laughs> now it's difficult when it's August and the air conditioner breaks down. But Here, here's what's interesting. What do you think? Well, yeah, please. It's observation, but you go to the East Coast. So we're in Colorado here. And you go to the East Coast, and it seems like everybody. Just culturally, it's it's suit and tie, mm-hmm. and you just, it's a little bit more schnazzy, a little yeah. bit more dressed up, a little more proper. Yeah. You go to the other coast in California, and it's I don't know if it's the Steve Jobs Silicon Valley mm-hmm. factor mm-hmm. or what, but it's a lot more ca- surfing culture. I don't know. I mean, you've got the Calvary Chapels, the right. very uh, yeah. no criticism, but just very sure. casual and yeah. sandals and Hawaiian shirts. Right. You get to Hawaii and you might not even be wearing a shirt <laughs> at all. That's right. Uh, and obviously certain parts of the world, it's just different. You go to yeah. India. I mean, I was preaching barefoot, you know, and I, okay. I don't think that was, that was yeah. kind of what everyone was barefoot. Okay. Uh, and then Africa, preaching Africa, you've got guys farming and they're wearing a suit and tie they're out. They're out hoeing weeds in the sun in a suit. Hmm. Really? Um, everyone's wearing a suit in, in uh, certain parts. Was, that was in Kenya. Anyway, my point is that so much of this is cultural. But yeah. I like what you said at the beginning. You've got to communicate the seriousness of you're bringing the word of God. This isn't casual coffee hour. Right. Uh, this is this is a time to be serious, and so you need to dress that part. Yeah. You need to dress the role yeah. of of the man of God delivering the word of God yeah. for the people of God. And this is not this is not comedy hour. So that's going to look right. different in different places. But I think sure. it's good to talk about. I know Sproul had a chapter in one of his books on the preacher's dress, and uh, he tried to uh, connect it to the Old Testament. Oh, yeah. Priestly attire. Of course, he was covenantal. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, uh, there is something to be said, and I I appreciate that about preachers uh, that, you know, they're dressing the part. They're they're delivering the Word of God. And, and, uh, I mean, you're wearing a sweater right now. You look great. It's 90 degrees out, but, you know, you got to look the part, the podcast part. It's 90. It might be 100 degrees out right now. Maybe. But we couldn't turn the air on because it's uh, too noisy, so we're kind of dying here. That's, uh, That's true. Now, this is good. One last thing. Uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones in his book, Preachers and Preaching, mm-hmm. or is it Preaching and Preachers? It's Preachers and Preaching. Good. I hope. He says in his book, Preaching and Preachers. <laughs> Great. Actually, I have it written here. Okay. With the last chapter called The Demonstration of the Power, Spirit and the Power, mm-hmm. he says this, I've kept and reserved to this last lecture 
what is after all the greatest essential in connection with preaching, and that is the unction and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on to talk about prayer. So we haven't even really mentioned that, but we, we need to, that yeah. prayer, I mean, this is, you know, unless the Lord builds the house, this is all for not. Right. We can talk about application, expository yep. preaching, yada, 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 till you're, you know, blue in the face. Yeah. But unless the Holy Spirit comes and touches the souls of men and women, uh, this is all for naught. Yeah. So the importance of prayer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was Spurgeon who said, you know, as he marched up each step of the stairs to the yeah. pulpit, I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Mm. So just the fact that uh, uh, we toil and we labor, but we rely on the Lord. And yes. we, need to be, we need to be in prayer uh, all week long for the hearts of our people. Yeah, that's that's excellent. I'm so glad you brought that up. <clears throat> um, you know, from the moment you get your text, there ought to be a a recognition of of what it is you're participating. You've been given the privilege of of rightly dividing the word of truth, and we are utterly and totally dependent on God, and we should be uh, to proclaim His. His word faithfully and right. truthfully, and so a surrender of you know every word, every pause, every mm-hmm. voice inflection, everything should be surrendered to the Lord. And then think about the people. You, this is why it's so good for the shepherd to know their sheep. You, you know your people. You're thinking. There's times when I'm right right before I'm getting up to preach. I'm thinking of people in the congregation, and I'm thinking, Lord may this text change their hearts. Change my mm-hmm. heart first, of course, but then so that I can faithfully communicate it and have a change in these people's uh, hearts. Mm-hmm. So you pray for the people. Mm-hmm. Um, I like every sermon before I before I preach, and I don't care if it's a short devotion for Awana or if it's a, you know at a conference or if it's a, on Sunday morning. Every time before I preach, I read Psalm 51 because it's almost like mm-hmm. you... You know, and I read it usually during the second song or whenever I can before, because it's like he says, uh, create in me a clean heart. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Renew a right spirit from me. Then I will teach transgressors your way Mm. and sinners will return to you. He says, uh, open my lips. Um, And it's almost like this this conscious dependence. I love that. Putting yourself... Yeah. Remember John Piper saying yeah. he would read before he would preach Psalm 40, which I happen to be preaching on next week. Okay. But he says uh, at the very end of Psalm 40, as for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. But just the, I am poor and needy. I mean, who, who am I? Yeah. A sinful man who's been forgiven by God and unworthy, but I stand and here proclaim his word. And I love what Paul says, my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in the mm-hmm. demonstration of the spirit and of power. And I'll close with this from Colossians 1. Him we proclaim, warning everyone, teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he Mm. powerfully works within me. And we pray that happens when we deliver the message, and we pray that happens in the preparation of the message as well. Amen. 
Biblical Eldership Resources is committed to equipping church elders to help them be effective, godly leaders of the church. Please consider donating to the ministry so that we can continue to provide essential eldership resources for church elders around the world. To donate, go to biblicaleldership.com.